Sun's up. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Active Recall. I am your co-host, Walter, with... Francis. <laughs> and this is episode 50. Guys and girls, we just want to say thank you very, very much for checking us out, tuning in, and staying tuned. Uh, if you guys could spare 15 to 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds of your time, go ahead and just write a review. Anything and everything is sincerely appreciated. But enough of that. Sess. How have you been, man? Pretty good. Um, past week, I've been driving. Oh, I started this um, online course called Find Your Flow. So I've been. Um, it's not a rapping thing about like. Uh, oh. It's about drawing. I see. I see. It's just it's a thirty uh, day you know um, draw every day. It's from um, I think the other thing. There's like a facebook group called sketchbook revival and there were all it was a, like one of these online seminar things um so i still need to watch those videos but this course is another membership group about um yeah just drawing every day so i've been so check out activerecall.co and you'll see some of the drawings that i've been working on it's just sketching um i think i tried to do this omega red thing uh, similar oh, to the Magneto sick. one where I just copied <laughs> what Jim Lee was doing. So, you know, so, someday in my life in the future, I'd like to be able to... Um, th- those things turn out, like, better than I expect. Uh, if if you tell me, oh, you're just going to, like, copy this Twitch stream um, <laughs> stroke for stroke and do your best, I, I would have expected it to look worse. Not that it looks, you know, exactly like his, but... Uh, I was pretty happy with it, but then I I know like inside like if I was gonna try to do this on my own, I'd have no yeah. idea what to do. Like, don't have any idea about anatomy, things like that. So uh, back to the fundamentals. I've been working through some of the stuff on drawabox.com, and oh. um, while I was doing that though, I realized I, I think a lot of times I'll say like, oh yeah, I've, ne- I've never really drawn before in like a structured way. But then I remember in high school, I took uh, technical drawing, which is an entire semester. Or I, I guess we did. Yeah, I guess we did semesters. Um, I don't know. I guess it, it was at least three or four months of just drawing every day, um, setting up guidelines and things like that. So uh, in, in that case, I, I did have like that time in high school just drawing um, every day for class and having assignments and things like that. And I'm guessing some of a lot of that probably um has continued on anyway uh other than that workouts in the morning i've been trying to run uh run to the gym do a little bit a couple like few barbell sets and then running back home sometimes doing a little bit of kettlebell uh but not really i i haven't been (laughs) but but mostly i've been (laughs) doing the barbell um so highly recommend if you have a headspace there's some running meditations there with um it's like nike's head coach for running mm-hmm. i i should know his name because i've listened to him like three times this week but um yeah it's good it, it, check it out um how's your week dude by the way sick omega red picture man how long did you take i'm, I'm looking at the timer is it more than Yes. Did you finish that? Like, in a, it's like a two-part thing because it looks like the drawing was already done. Now you're shading in, and the shading looks so good, man. It's um, thank you. It's a uh, 
It was like, so I'll usually set a 25 minute timer. And then, yeah. so it was two sessions of 25 minutes basically. Um, which is, and then the actual video. So when he does it, it's, it's all done within like 30 minutes. And this is one of those things like, you know, I should never compare myself to someone that has been drawing at a top level for 30 years. You know, that's not, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Probably not the, the healthiest thing. But it's also oh, amazing to like just be able to watch him draw and um, learn from that and try to follow along. And I think that it's just something you could really do by yourself, um, say like twenty years ago. Yeah, it's pretty surreal just to see that come into creation, like just a blank slate. It's so cool. But anyways, um, dude, good job. Uh, Thank you. I'm seeing all your drawings right now. That must be so hard. That. The figure thing looks insane. It looks really good. But uh, anyways, my week's been good. Um, World premiere music video just came out uh, yesterday. And pretty stoked about it. Uh, a lot of a lot of good positive feedback. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, there's producer was really cool about it. Uh, in fact, I have a lot more gigs because of him. Uh, I have stuff that's set up from the producer that wants to do more work. Um, I, I might be going to LA just to do some couple more music videos, but then for the most part, I'm considered the videographer here in San Diego. So I have the San Diego beach vibe look. So that's the, that's me. That's going to be the, the way I'm going to be. Um, but been working on a couple of the club videos, Hard Rock Hotel, and then the, I'm starting the edit for the Inspiration Hornblower, which is that yacht party. And it's, it's, it's kind of goofy because a lot of, I think, for the most part, I have, I think I have like 30 minutes of people that are just drunk. <laughs> so it's like not, it's not good. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, other than that, I've just been editing, finally going back to the gym. Dude, I just let myself go, man. I just, I'm so not, I'm so mad at myself. I have like. You should let dude, yourself think, go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what's funny is that. Um, I think you had a book that just said care about the top two abs, not the top or top four abs, <laughs> not the top, the bottom eight or whatever the hell. I, it's some. It was like a chill zone. It's yeah, four pack yeah. revolution, uh, which yeah, is the best so, title still. <laughs> right. Uh, I just think it's it's good. I think it's a great book. I, I really want to listen to it because I just all I have now is this a bit of my upper two and it's like halfway gone now and it's breaking my heart <laughs> but uh yeah just doing that um going to do a couple more real estate videos uh i got my lens so that's pretty freaking awesome it gives that uh wide angle it's not a fisheye though it's really it looks really good so i'm trying to think of ways to use it for for videography like not just for real estate but for i don't know maybe music video but um, yeah, yeah, uh, and also I've been reading or listening to essentialism. So there's this thing I I, I got a funny question. Um, how organized are you with your laptop or your your work computer or any any computer that you had past? I don't know. I'm gonna say when you were a kid up to now. Like let's say you had your compact computer stuff. Were you pretty organized as a kid, or did you have everything on your desktop? screen like once you open it you have about i don't know 64 <laughs> things executable files in the front um 
hold on one second. I, I will answer this. Okay. Let's let's talk about what the theme is this week, and then oh, we'll just jump back oh, into yeah. this. Um, Sorry. Sorry. So, um, opening quote, Bruce Lee is um, hack away at the unessential, and we're going to be talking today about minimalism, and let's see. Let, let's just stay on this. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so yes, uh, so we're going to talk about minimalism, uh, physical things, your digital environment, and then also um, <laughs> minimalism for your mind. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll start with digital. Uh, yeah, as a kid, I was a lot more organized. I think I've gotten worse and worse uh, mm-hmm. as far as like files and things like that. And it's because um, search and things like that have gotten better and better. But I, th- I think I've gone too far the other way. Where, like, I would just put everything kind of in, like, three or four folders and just leave everything in downloads. <laughs> um, but I, I used to be probably in college. I bet that was probably the, the peak of my digital organization for, like, different files and things like that. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm seeing that I kind of need it again um, when I'm making stuff. Just, like, making the videos, making, keeping track of these drawings and... Uh, trying to blog again regularly it I, I think it's a I would guess it's because we become so used to our phones and phones don't really have that file system or it hasn't they do but it, it hasn't been that important uh, to have uh, different hierarchies and organized folders and things like that you, you just always search for stuff I, I search for like my apps aren't all that organized except for the right. first page otherwise I usually just search um, but I am trying to improve it after reading a uh, creative quest where he talks about pruning your garden. So, uh, quest love talks about this with digital files. He just has, right. you can imagine as a DJ and he loves like vinyl and all these things. And, oh my God, um, yeah. at this point I just use like Spotify, whatever it is, uh, mm-hmm. play music or Apple music. Um, and yeah, I'll just, you know, streaming services have kind of changed how music is listened to these days. So it was fun to read a creative quest about how he still has this MP3 library. It, it seems so archaic now. Like, and it's only ten years ago. That's normal. <laughs> Everyone has their MP3 collections. But now to imagine like pruning my MP3s and going in iTunes and all these things, um, I don't. I don't do that. But I'm trying to do it with my files to a, a little bit at a time to just make it a little more um, seamless when making videos. How are you? Yeah. I'm guessing you're pretty organized. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, the funny thing is, mine was kind of the opposite. As a kid, I was, I had about, I don't know, my, when you turn on the computer and the desktop screen shows up and you have your wallpaper of whatever it's like Dragon Ball Z or, <laughs> there was like, that Dragon Ball Z wallpaper was covered. And unfortunately, I, like, I didn't, I didn't care. I mean, that's where I found my files, but, I didn't realize that it was stressful enough as it is. So, um, as did as as time progressed, I mean, when I started doing like up to now, like videos, I have to go straight into um, being as organized as possible. I have so much video that it's it's over the top, and I, I'll, like to break it down, uh, everything is from folder to folder to folder to folder so for example i have my six terabyte 
uh, hard drive. And once you click that, you have 2016, 2017, 2018. And then in each of those folders, you go to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Those are the months, but 2018 is up to six right now. Yeah. And then once you go into one of those folders, then it's the gigs. So, for example, Inspiration Horde Blower, uh, Hard Rock Hotel, or it's one of the gyms. You click go into that one in any of those folders, then you have Canon GH5S Drone. And then once you go into that, then it's the actual videos. And on the side of those video gigs, you have Final, which is the edited edited version and the final version of the video. So exactly the way I did it is I have to be organized in order for me to find all these videos. If not, it's already enough stress to find it. And this is the reason why uh, I asked Sess about this book. Uh, or like I asked Sess um, a week ago. I was like, hey, I need to get back into reading. I need to get into more of uh, I need to get my life a little more organized says immediately gave me this book called essentialism and uh so we had a little bit of a it wasn't a debate or anything i just had a question for him i was like hey isn't isn't this book the same thing as as minimalism and he said yes and no but it could they have the same principles so says uh like i'll just give you a quote from from both minimalism and essentialism (laughs) so sure Matt Diavella, the guy that was talking about, it, he's like overstating the point. In order to make it, is the pursuit of success that can be a catalyst for failure. Success can distract us from focusing on the essential things that produce success in the first place. So, saying yes to everything can lead to failure, and that's a part of the principle of minimalism and essentialism. So it's it's kind of weird because it's it's the power of saying no. And Power of the Saying knows in a lot of books. And unfortunately for me, like if Sus asked me to hang out with him today, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard because it's like, okay, I, that's that's a bad example. Let's say... Prove it. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I'd love to hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So it's, let's say uh, my coworker asked me to go and get sushi for him. Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to do some work after work. But, you know, I haven't seen this guy in forever. There's got to be the essentials. You have to protect. So I'm going to go into this book a little more with Sess. But um, Matt Diavella, Minimalism, he has a pod- podcast and YouTube video of uh, productivity tips and uh podcast of just being a filmmaker plus his his way of living life as a minimalist. It's really weird, but at the same time, it's it's very handy. It's, I'm trying to take these principles in. I'm not necessarily... I mean, my... I'm, okay, let me backtrack. I threw away just last week because I needed to take a step up because of the essentialism reading that book. I threw... I, I just donated a bag full of clothes that I, don't, I, that I haven't worn in almost seven years. And uh, that's one of the things about essentialism is just... Cleaning out your closet. And Sus, go ahead. With the book of essentialism, who's it by? And... Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Um, so oh. Matt Diavella, he, yeah. is he the one you said he's a filmmaker for the minimalists? Um, yeah, that's right. And the minimalists have a podcast also. I think it's just called Minimalists. Uh, hmm. So I, I listened to one of the episodes this morning about constraint. And yeah, if you want to dive deep into it, into, if you like their uh, the documentary, I think it's on Netflix. 
um, you'll probably like their podcast too. They talk about similar topics. So uh, in this one, they talk about constraints and yeah, I found it pretty interesting. Just like um, as an example, I got rid of a lot of stuff uh, moving to New York and just have smaller apartments in New York. So uh, you just can't have that as much stuff. So that, that was one constraint that um, I've actually kind of enjoyed just having less stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about this book. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Yeah, no worries. Um, so essentialism uh, by Greg McEwen. It is the disciplined pursuit of less. And I think it is less about, um, so, so he doesn't really use the phrase minimalism in the book. Um, mm-hmm. He does talk about minimal things and things like that, but I think it's to kind of separate it, it from um, just the idea of minimalists and getting rid of physical things. And then also to separate it from, there, there's the other thing that gets confused where like there's a subreddit called minimalism and sometimes like it's mixed up because some people, there's like this design aesthetic of minimalism where um, kind of like Apple's known for it for their mm-hmm. different product, And it's not that either. So um, this excerpt is from Essentialism. Uh, he says, to embrace the essence of essentialism requires we replace these false assumptions with three core truths. I choose to, only a few things matter, and I can do anything but not everything. These Good. simple truths awaken us from... I was pausing. Hold on. I was pausing for... <laughs> uh, these simple truths awaken us from our non-essential stupor. They free us to pursue what really matters. They enable us to live at our highest level of contribution. That That's it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Those th- I, I think the one that really sticks out to me is um, as far as like what applies what I'm thinking about a lot now is I can do anything, but not everything. Um, yeah. We grow up, you know, you can do anything you can do. Anything. And I think that's um, pretty true, especially like if you grow up in an environment where people are telling you that like you're, you're probably, you know, you're in probably pretty good shape. Um, and yeah, but you can't do everything. So you do like to do anything. Well, you're going to need to focus and that means you're not going to be focusing on other things. And we've talked about this often, that idea that um, it's referred to as like this Warren Buffett technique a lot, but I, I learned it didn't, it's probably not true. Um, I'm just going to jump in and retell this story and probably get it wrong. It was something like his pilot uh, in his personal private plane asked like what he could do like for advice, basically um he wants to pursue these different projects warren buffett says uh and again this i guess the story isn't actually true um but he says write down the 25 things the 25 different projects you want to work on circle five of them um that you want to focus on the pilot circles them he says oh great okay so i can do the rest later after doing these and he's or or he says like i can focus on these and he says no like what you've identified now is actually that list of 20 that you didn't circle. Those are the things, the, your biggest distractions because they look like they're things you want to do. But if you want to do the five things well, then you're going to have to not do those other 20 things. Um, 
which I think is a good way of looking at it. Uh, we mentioned like Bruce Lee at the top, and then there's that quote about like practice uh, something like you know this right? Like uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not scared of the person that uh, knows ten thousand kicks. Practices ten thousand kicks. I'm I'm scared of the person that's practiced one kick ten thousand times. Yeah, um, which is great, and I th- I think like somewhere in the middle is also great. Like I'd probably be scared of someone that practices that identified the five best kicks and practiced those two thousand times. Yeah. So you know, you're just finding the right balance there. So I will admit the hardest thing to do is when you say just do five things and then like do really, really good. And those other 15 other things, I think the hardest part is letting go of those 15 other things. Like, um, okay. So I, myself with the business trying to do more than just what I'm doing, but I realized, for example, uh, I am not good with the drone. I am awful, but I always think that I could do, just because I'm, oh, I'm a filmmaker I could, or a videographer, I think that I could do uh, all that on my own. I can't. Definitely cannot. I had to actually um, contract, not really contract, but ask someone else for help. Because I can't do it, I have to get someone else's uh, like tactics. They're not... So this is the funny thing, is that when, when you fly a drone, you always look for one, everything that's around the drone when it's flying, two... Uh, how to manipulate the drone itself while it's flying, and number three, the videographer mentality, the filmmaker mindset, the way it looks while you're flying the camera uh, around. And all those three things, I can't do that while I have a camera in my hand. That's that's insane. So I have a friend that's doing that, that own thing. So to let go of those other things is, going back to it, is really hard, um, but it's true. I, I think I have... I gave up my that drone for them to practice more. Uh, in fact, they're a lot better than me, like ten times better, just because I my I myself am concentrating on the new camera I have, and it's every day it's it's hard, but I'm still learning something new. But at least I have my mind on that one thing, uh, and also you know it's just. It just makes life easier. <laughs> I, I guess that what I'm trying to go back to is the um, the sources from essentialism. So it's the essential habits. So like one of the things is uh, keeping that one camera and just working on it. Like the Bruce Lee thing, one one kick, ten thousand times. But uh, there's three essentials on that I remember hearing. I hadn't I didn't even finished the book yet. But the three, there's three parts that I took from that book. So we have. The new perspective to say no, which is what I was trying to get back to the beginning. And then essential habits, like what you can do, what you can do, but you can't do every, anything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So it's the essentials. You tr- you're just trying to bring it back all to those first five. Right. And lastly, it's protecting the essential, a.k.a. <laughs> also known as protecting the asset, which is you. Um, and... I'll just like I'll do a quick question. Like one of the things I remember uh, listening to was the essentials, protecting yourself. So you have the time to think, the time to play, and then the time to sleep. And going back to this, Sess, just really quick question. Um, when's the last time? How much sleep had you normally take versus like 
don't worry about Jason because he's a gangster at sleep. <laughs> but uh, the how much sleep do you normally get, and then how much play time do you normally get, like out of the week? Sleep probably. I I like to aim for eight hours. Lately, I've been getting six, um, mm. six to seven. I would like like it to be eight. And I say that, and I know how, I think everyone, a lot of people do this, is like, you know that it's good for you, you believe it, but then you want to wake up and do something else. Um, and I I have been like trying to practice going back to sleep, um, but I think it's a matter of, because uh, I do want to wake up early, and we're, you know, draw and things like that, and yeah. um workout and, and that kind of thing so yeah try, trying to have like um have that play time right um I'm, I'm trying to think of like how much time i have a like a good amount of play time i guess just like at night a few hours at night um and then the weekends i, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm i'm not in this like you'll hear like people that just can't find you know if you have three kids and different things going on and um you're working 100 hour weeks or something then it's a lot harder to find time but i I don't think i'm at that point i'm definitely like not at that point and i'm grateful for that that i've been able to make that time uh, especially in the morning to work on um like make videos and things like that. <laughs> um, yeah. How does your time? I, I do like that idea of uh, protecting time to think, play and sleep. Um, yeah. What about but with you? Me, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm having trouble going to sleep, but it's the, it's the, it's the stuff that I have to do in order for me to break it down. So for example, I go to work eight o'clock, finish come home around 5 36 pass out sometimes i'm trying to stay up all that stuff I'm, I'm trying not to nap but i'm just so tired from work but then i let's say i do a 15 20 minute nap uh i wake up eat a little bit of dinner and then go to work on my my business around 10 30 11 is when i'm starting to slow down on my creativity or the ideas of just trying to uh let's see trying to um make time for as much editing as I I could do but I can't so I need to go back to sleep so unfortunately I get about uh, I'm gonna say five to six hours on on good days about six six and a half seven but um it's always it's good it's so like that's my sleep my play however uh is not really there except for the times I get a chance to sleep (laughs) or so it's it's like that versing of sleep versus play uh i can go home and play some metal gear solid for like three hours if i wanted to but you know i have to break it i have to bring it back because i i am i have an addictive personality i could play video games all as long as i want but the uh i could just less i could as long as i have that one time at least one time of the week I could, I, I'll feel recharged. I feel good. I mean, now the other thing is reserving time to think is like, it's, he said to have at least 15 minutes. Um, and what I normally do is it's, it's not that 
it's not 15 minutes. It's like that five minute journal that we always do. Uh, yeah. It's that. Or it's when I'm driving and just, you know, there's times where I don't listen to music or I don't listen to podcasts or the book. I don't listen to any of that. I just, as I'm driving, I'm just thinking. Just that's my, that's my time to think. It's cool. I mean, I, I bet when you're walking to work or whatever, that's, that's your time to think as well. Unless you're jamming. Um, <laughs> I, I fill it with podcasts and audiobooks and sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, now, the one thing I will admit is the, uh, how can I say this? The, when your sleep and your playtime and all that stuff is not there, then the stress, the perspective of being creative starts to fade. Your stress is more, is more prominent than it is with your creativity. And I feel like that's, that's where essentialism comes down. And, um, I, I think ever since you told me about the five minute journal or whatever, it's, that's like one of the habits that I've enlisted in myself. It's one of the great things that I thought that is pretty good. Uh, I don't, I don't regret it. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, okay. Besides the five minute journal, do you have a journal yourself? Just yeah, a, a regular um, journal? I have a to? notebook that I've been using. Otherwise, I guess the combination, I I would say like I journal, but I don't have it all in just like one place. So it's, it's split between like this notebook that I write in and then probably like Evernote. I'll usually write a note um, most days. Yeah. Uh, right. Just to capture different things. You have a journal, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I also have, uh, it's just not just the five minute journal, but I do have like a, like a doc. <laughs> right. It's a, uh, um, it's just saying stuff on days that I need to like come back to myself as a, as a human being and just say, Hey, take a step back and breathe. Like that's one of the things that that's uh, protecting your essentials, protecting the asset and then keeping the essential habits. So, you know, our habits constitute a lot of how we play, sleep, think, and what we do in our lives. So, Keeping a journal <laughs> is uh, is probably the best thing for essential habits. So out of this book again, um, when you don't have a journal, like like if I was to ask Seth, hey, what did you have dinner two weeks ago? <laughs> you wouldn't remember, I, I, unless you unless you're great, ha- you have great memory and you know exactly how like I don't know Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. But I'm saying that our minds have a short term memory. We don't keep everything in fact it's it's hard to remember all that stuff so it's good to have a journal at least to jot down some of the the good things that happen so the five minute journal is one of the things that you could be grateful for what you hope that can make today great and it doesn't have to be those three it could just be one of them at least one of them you'll feel good so even writing a journal down can make you feel better as a person um, and then lastly, it's, uh, oh, sorry, Sess, I'm just going off. <laughs> so, Sess, uh, back to the keynote. <laughs> what is, what, <laughs> what is one small thing that you've done, um, uh, that you could get rid of today? Um, something that I, no, this is what, this was our, uh, sorry, I didn't explain this. It was supposed to be like, our advice to the listeners <laughs> like a, to take action on this. 
Um, so this question is just like, uh, if, if you do buy into minimalism being a good thing, uh, and, or at least applying some of the small things from it, uh, then it's something that you do a little bit each day and just look for things to get rid of every day. So that's something I've been trying to do at my work desk. I'm, I'm pretty much kind of a hoarder and I've been trying to just get rid of one small thing every day mm-hmm. um which is just like it can be like a, an, another usb cable things like that and it adds up over time i try to just grab something to throw away every time i uh stand up from the desk and then oh, that's hard. yeah with it, well, it, it does just constantly remind me that i have too much stuff there and then mm-hmm. around the house what did i too many shoes so not, not that i'm like a collector or anything i just have too many shoes that i don't wear anymore um <laughs> so i need to i need to go through and gather up you know my garbage bag of clothes and yeah. toss those oh for sure um with me so i did it's that it's that form of purging you have to purge i think I think it's good to purge once a week. I mean, it doesn't have to be physical things, but it's also your digital, your memory, your your mind, all the stuff that we were going through. But I think one of the best ways is, like, look at your desktop. Uh, if there's stuff that's on there, make it's it's that mindset of having a hell yes or just drop it. So you're, I think, I think in the book he was talking about. Uh, thinking about one through ten. Here, here, here. I, I have yeah. uh, you said hell yes, right? So there's an excerpt yeah, from there it is. <laughs> this sl- slideshow that I put together. <laughs> so this book is called Goodbye Things. Uh, it's the subtitle is The Dude Japanese Minimalism by Fumio Sasaki, and it yeah it just talks about minimalism, things like uh, more on the physical side, getting rid of things, and. Um, Similar to like the life changing magic of tidying up, and this is what in the book it says. This is about that hell yes, hell no thing. So, like you said, uh, Matt Diavella talks about um, saying yes to everything, saying no to everything. And I know this from like Derek Sivers, he has this idea of saying hell if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, right? So, um, in the book, it's flipped. So, here's the excerpt. There's a phrase I like that goes, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. When we ask ourselves, should I get rid of this, we can turn that around. If it's not a hell no, it's a yes. It'll help us discard everything except the things we absolutely can't part with, and we'll be able to manage just fine. And that's probably similar to like if you have read, uh, I think it's Marie Kondo's Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. The thing that people always talk about is... Um, this idea that when you're going through your stuff, you touch it. And then, um, if you, it's, it's very like this emotional thing. You, you know, you, you thank it for the job it's done in your life and then get rid of it and toss yeah. it so <laughs> it could get crushed in a compactor or, um, but yeah, this is a good exercise to go, go with. Like, do do you really need certain things? Um, Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I have too many books. That's that's the thing. Uh, so Amy wants to <laughs> always, I just have too many books. Like I buy a lot of Kindle books and Audible books, but then 
I do also buy some physical books once in a while, and then they just add up pretty quickly. Um, so I have, yeah, I, I want to probably get rid of half of them. Just they just take up space, and I never wait, wait, open them. Not, I'm sorry, can I, it's not like you have a library there, do you? I mean, do you have like a, a, a like a sh- I don't know how you could, uh, like a shelf of all books? Is that is that what you're talking about? No, I just keep them in the storage think... bin. But then, oh. <laughs> but then the ones I'm like somewhat reading, kind of browsing, they just lie around the apartment. Um, oh, okay. In different places, hey. it is kind of messy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no worries. So, th- these were the ones. I'll just I'll just list out the ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's right there. I, I took I them out of the living too. room. Yeah. Um, we got <laughs> these are the ones that were just hanging around. I skimmed them once in a while. Visual intelligence. Uh, it's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be. <laughs> well, These are like advertisements. Let's do this exercise then. If it's a hell yes, it's a no then. So let's. So oh, are you, which one are you tossing? Is that a hell yes, or is it a hell no? I mean, let's no, see. No. So visual intelligence, I would want to keep. Um, it's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be. I think I'll read it once and then I can probably <laughs> donate it. Um, Part ways, yeah. Damn good advice. This was pretty good actually. So. But I don't know that it's a hell yes, so it's one of those things. Um, I think it's – I'd probably I'd probably keep that. Five minutes sketching people. I think I would – I think I'd keep that. That's a hell yeah. Um, wow, Gates of Fire. Of- <laughs> Gates of Fire is one where I'm like, you know, I could – if I really want it again after reading it, then I can just get the Kindle version. Um, I, I think that's what I should do for any novel, just get rid of those books. Because I can just get the Kindle version, um, and then if you wonder why I'm so hilarious, <laughs> I have this book called Comedy Writing for Late Night TV, um, which is great. And there's no Kindle version, so that's definitely hell yes. And, oh wow, um, that's one of those that I've read and haven't applied, <laughs> so that's why I don't know how to write any jokes. I'm just curious. So, out of those, was it four, four books, five books? None of them you're gonna toss. No, I, I'll probably toss. Um... <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I can't get rid of the books. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, I should really. Um, so all of that's hell yes. Okay, so I think Actually, I went through. Here. I went through like six <laughs> books just now, and I said I'm only gonna toss two of them. Um, <clears throat> it should be more the other way, like four books and then two books. But... Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I like I said, it's very, very, very hard to let go of physical things um i mean even with myself uh going back to uh clothes i used to wear a lot of clothes and i still have a lot of clothes that don't fit me anymore but i still keep them i don't know why are they Um, too big or too small too big they're too big (laughs) so um i i see this thing that looks like you have from the one thing uh goal setting to the now uh let's see yeah, that was like um, to figure out like what's more important. Um, if you, I used to use this exercise after reading the one thing. So this is why you need those higher level priorities, like we talked about, like mm. the Warren Buffett thing, and that's yeah. your like someday goal. And then you can just keep breaking it down uh, to five year goal, one year goal, monthly goal, weekly goal, daily goal, and right now. Um, <coughs> and then. If it's not going towards that someday goal, why are you doing it? There might be reasons that you're doing it, right? Um, right. But why? And 
It's it's something you can do like at any moment. And I used to do this weekly uh, to get to the we probably like the daily goal. Mm. Um, just try to figure out like what, how how it all aligns. Uh, I, I do actually want to get back to doing this because I felt like uh, I was improving a lot in just like work and create like the creative like the side projects when I would keep reviewing this and we have like our email thread that we haven't updated uh since i think january with like the goals that we kept trying to do but so embarrassed about yeah just like um reviewing your goals and figuring out what um this reminds me of the knowledge i think it's a knowledge project podcast i forget who he had on i think it's the founder of stripe or square but he talks about his approach to reading and this is so like I heard this on this on this on this. <laughs> so anyway, so I heard it on that, and then it's the guest, and then it's the guest brother who says uh, something like, um, "There's all there's only one most important book for you right now, right? At, at any given time, like what are you working on? Um, why are you doing like? And, and it's kind of similar to this. There's one most important thing you could be doing for like for your videography, for right. um, this drawing, like." And just identifying that and like evaluating that is pretty useful. And let's see. So we have probably like 10 minutes left, right? Yeah. Um, let's just jump through the slideshow. Yeah. Uh, uh, just another question. Let's just talk about minimalism question. as a kid. What oh, okay. did you have? Like, uh, something that comes up a lot is like collections. And mm. um, what did you collect growing up or what did you have too much of growing up too much of okay yeah i'm gonna say number one thing that i just kept having was one video game it's cartridges or just just video games in general uh in a shoebox or whatever or two toys uh as a kid i would usually collect all the ninja turtle stuff and just play with them all the whole time or just keep them around and but then for the most part video games yeah i'm gonna say a lot of video games and i think seeing the slide i had everything here except for the the top two the final fantasy 5 and dragon ball z i think what was that for it's not even super nintendo it's a it's super nintendo oh okay okay it's just a japanese wait. cartridge okay you wait you're able to plug those into the super nintendo oh uh, i should have taken a picture of the back no you have to like carve out the tabs. Yeah, yeah. okay. You yeah, remember that? The tabs yeah. on the side. Yeah, I remember. Okay, okay. So anyways, um, see all those games that you have, <laughs> the, including the WWF uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, terrible game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> awful. Awful game. Um, yeah, I had all these except for those those other Japanese games. But You had Earthbound? Um, yeah, I, I played that. Um, that was I, that came in the States for like, whatchamacallit? way back way back in the day i was super I mean, excited about it. Uh, all of these came back way back in the day <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh i mean uh what was that is that a uh, bomberman yeah oh yeah There's we're looking at of... a picture sorry uh, two yeah, weeks ago it, i was back in washington at my parents house and um i found in one of the in my brother's room we had still a bunch of our super nintendo games so i took a picture oh of God. that that's and so that's what sweet. we're looking at right now um, yeah, sorry yeah, about bomber that. Man. <laughs> so, if I was to go back, let's say as a kid, and you're only able to have, uh, let's say, two games out of this collection, and if you had to purge, this is this is the hell yes no example that we're going to work on. 
So yeah, Final Fantasy V, Dragon Ball Z, I don't know, what is that? Well, let's just space? go through it again, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go left to right. Um, Final Fantasy V, hell yes, probably keeping it. You said we were gonna keep two? Just two. Damn, yeah, that was a quick so probably yes. Final Fantasy V is the yes, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can go do. through some quick hell no's, right? Uh, yeah, let's say Dragon Ball Z is maybe Earthbound is probably the one that I would. We'll see. Let's keep going. Uh, Mega Man X, it's kind of a banger, so that'd be hard to get rid of. <laughs> um, this this one is called Space Bazooka. It's this Japanese game for Super Scope. I don't know that it came out in America. I think it might have. No, never um, did. Also, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure Space Bazooka is not the name of the game. Now that I remember, I think Space Bazooka <laughs> is the Japanese name of Super Scope. And then, oh, uh, this the title is in Japanese, so I can't read it. But Space Bazooka is a much better name for this accessory. Uh, NBA Jam, it's fun. It's it's a yes. It's not a hell yeah. I could get rid of that. Uh, yeah, there's good memories, but um, Bomberman can get rid of it. Act Razor, get rid of it. Super Scope 6, just the standard one that comes with the thing. I, I, I don't need it. Mario RPG, that's, mm, Ooh, that's, that's pretty good. good. One too. That's pretty good. Uh, Royal Rumble, Demon's <laughs> Crest. Uh, Royal Rumble, that's a, you know, the most terrible game. You just hit yeah. toss and then toss people out. <laughs> like, uh, Demon's Crest was good, but I can get rid of it. Yeah. Mario World, everyone you know, everyone has it. Paperboy, <laughs> it's so boring. But, yeah, jeez. Uh, Rocket Man and can get rid of it. The Total Carnage. Wow. Total Carnage was this game like Super Smash TV. Um, uh, you can get rid of it. So I think it would probably be as far as what's I guess like huh. Final Fantasy V and Earthbound. Ooh. I think. Wow. Or Mega Man X. Mega Man X is kind of... If I was going by the ones that I would want to play today... Um... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you were to... Like, it's it's the it's the choice to keep playing it. It's the... Yeah. It's, yeah. That's why you're purging all these games that... Uh, like, for the exercise, it's basically saying, is it something that you could keep holding on to for the long run it's the long term versus the short term goal so i could see rpgs being such a long term effect is because the game itself is is, is a very long game <laughs> but um i'm like a uh, final fantasy 5 oh man earthbound so i i'll agree with you at most of the things i think though i really liked the super mario rpg game that was super fun it was pretty fun yeah uh, I, I think I that's the say... one i would actually probably play if I picked yeah. one of these right now. My god, I can't believe you had Rocket Man. That was I remember renting that game. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you like can't beat the first stage cuz yeah. you just fly around. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I will agree with you Final Fantasy 5, but uh, I'm going to say Super Mario World. Um there's so many things in there that I <laughs> Don't worry, there's like 80 million copies you can buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyways, um, yeah, that was a good exercise, I actually think. But uh, going back, it's a collection of video games and toys. I think, I think I had some sort of comic book collection, but it wasn't that big. It wasn't something that I would strive for. I mean, eh, it's whatever. But anyways, um, what about you? What, what was your as a kid? What did you collect growing up? 
Yeah, I had I had a lot of games. So um, something else uh, from the minimalist podcast that they talked about was just uh, parents and their stuff and your stuff that you keep with them. And it's a th- why do I have these Super Nintendo cartridges? What good does it do me? Right? Like I should get rid of all of them. I'm never gonna. I don't have a Super Nintendo to play them in. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I, anyway, uh, that's just an aside. But growing up, yeah, I had a lot of. I would collect comic books, a lot of comic cards um magic cards and yeah super nintendo but yeah and then you slowly like get rid of toys and um then get back into them and like collect them as adults and (laughs) we we helped uh our friend move like six years ago and he had so many toys we've we filled up a u-haul i think just so one of the runs was just like all these toys in cardboard boxes. And then I asked him, like, what are you going to do with them? Um, are you going to, like, he's like, eventually I'll sell them. Like, what are you going to, like, sell all of them in, in one go? And then uh, last week they were going to do the <laughs> sale. And I guess one guy bought all of them in one go. So <laughs> joke's on me, I guess. Uh, he, he did it. He sold all of them all at once. Uh, but, yeah, growing up, I think I just had various... A lot of comic books, a lot of cards. Cards. Did you have the um, the flares, flare ninety fours? The comic uh, cards, Marvel? yeah, like baseball cards, basketball cards. Not, I guess, wow. yeah, some basketball cards. Um, and then Magic the Gathering. Just a lot of you know cards of various forms. Um, <laughs> I know I had a pretty good comic book collection, and one day we, my friends. In, this was in Japan. They're like, "Oh yeah, we'll start a business and sell stuff." So we put all our stuff in this wagon and went door to door, seeing if anyone wanted to buy anything. And no one wanted oh, these comics. But also, I remember being upset because I think like ninety percent <laughs> of the stuff was my stuff that was in the wagon. <laughs> anyway, anyway, savage, savage. Yeah, I was, no, I totally. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about cards. I'm just going to say I, I used to have a lot of the 94 flares, the Marvel stuff, and a bit yeah. of the baseball, but never the Magic the Gathering. I, th- I thought it was you that had binders of that stuff. Oh, man. yeah, I had, I had binders. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like oh, do, do you remember that, that, uh, the comic card set that was, you know, you, nine of them create this uh, puzzle? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was one of the one. best sets. Uh, so, Did you collect them all? No, I remember. I think we were at an airport. It, it couldn't have been an airport. I forget what it was. It was some either an airport or like train station or something. When I was a kid, and um, mm-hmm. I remember people were waiting, and then I saw this kid that had the binders, and it looked like he had the full set. And then I bought a pack. I'm completely messing up like the memory of this, but uh-huh. I bought a pack and I pulled out that the Spider-Man Venom hologram. Which I, I, oh. I did some research this week. I guess it was a one in every 180 packs. Whoa. Um, and I didn't know at the time. But then I remember the kid saw it that had... And he said he would trade that binder, like the full rest of the set for that card. And it's one of the, that's one of the first <laughs> memories of knowing, like, someone's trying to trick you (laughs) and understanding it. I'm sure I had been tricked before, but really recognizing it. It's like, Oh, clearly like that looks like the rest of the, you know, it's a lot more cards. 
but whatever I just got is worth more. Um, yeah. And, you know, I had this, I put it in this glass case that I thought someday it would be graded and worth $10,000 <laughs> or something. <laughs> but Millions. I think it's like 25 bucks right now. Oh, that's funny, man. That's so crazy. I can't believe that. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I remember the nine hologram things. That was crazy. Um, but anyways, back to, back to all this stuff. Uh, what were you talking about for TV characters? What was this all about? Oh, no, we were just thinking of minimalist TV characters. I have this picture of Rust Cole from True Detective. <laughs> he has just, uh, this reminds me of that book, uh, Goodbye Things, because I think it goes, it can, I think you can go a little too far with the minimalist. Like, I, I do like this idea of like getting rid of stuff, decluttering, tidying up, but I don't think I would take it to the level that they take it. It's, it is almost like this picture of Russ Cole where he just has a mattress on the floor where, um, in the book, there's this before and after and the before already looks like they just moved into a place. There's just like a mattress. (laughs) And then after it says, um, I even got rid of my, my bed and I'm like, well, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lose that. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, it seems almost uh, impractical <laughs> at a certain point. Um, yeah. But I, I think I, I would rather have that than the opposite, where it's just hoarding. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I don't, I think after seeing, I'm going to see, I'm going to say like my close, close family, I I know to a point that they are hoarders and they can't seem to stop, <laughs> and it's it's affected me as well. I I'll admit it's good to purge and it's good to let go of stuff and it's good to have the essentials. Back to the essentialism, just once a week purge or have time to yourself to think, have the power to say no, the awkwardness of saying no, and if something that I actually got rid of that I wish oh what. What's something you got rid of that you actually wish you still had? Yeah, I'm going to say if I still had it, hmm, something that's essential. Hmm. Uh, you know what? It's crazy because a lot of that stuff could be replaced. That's unfortunate. Like like um, like my Jansport backpack. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> the it's leather a bottom. Yeah, the bottom is just destroyed, but don't get me wrong. It's... Uh, I wish I still had it just because it, it was it was something that had a lot of emotional value. Um, it's a lot of work that put was put into it. I don't know. That's, I can't. That's also something that you have to get rid of. Is there's so much emotional value on a physical thing that minimalism or essentialism says take that out. You don't need that. It's the power. It's that guilt that you keep with that. That's why you. That's why you feel like you st- have to stick with it. But you really need it. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know, Seth. That's a, that's a question for you. Um, this, yeah, is, is there I, something I, that you got rid of? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, um, it always comes up is the idea of like photos and are those important enough to or something I used to keep that I'm happy like happy I've changed this is like cards, you know, birthday cards and things like that. Also, I don't get as many anymore. So you know, I'm not that big. Uh, <laughs> turning 17, everyone come over and I have like 40 40 cards. Um, but something, I guess the, something I got rid of, this is a good thing. Like thinking through this, not much comes to mind and that goes to show like you probably should get rid of more stuff because 
in hindsight, like, you don't really need it, and um, it's taking up space physically and mentally. Uh, right. I have a lot of. I'm guessing there's probably some like kitchen gadget that I wish I had still, um, but right now like nothing actually comes to mind, which is, I guess, a, a testament to um, to minimalism. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I still remember that grill that you had. Do you still have it? Like a George Foreman grill? No, 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 no. no I'm sorry. The small one, the one that's uh, you kind of have to bend up, like like they have to kneel down. It's like that small charcoal grill. Oh, I don't have it. Had... No, I don't have don't have it here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you still have. Okay, but you still have it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No worries. Anyways, um, um, I have too yeah, many kitchen finish... gadgets. That's something I should probably and um, gadgets. This is the yeah. This is. I love like a sous vide and a pressure cooker and a mixer and uh, I'm keeping them all. So I think that's another <laughs> another thing to you know. I I think you should apply this very liberally with certain things and get rid of loose papers and scan your photos if they're taking up space and things. But then <laughs> maybe have a part of your life where you're um, not getting rid of it. You you know you're keeping everything because that's what your main interest is like yeah. i wouldn't ever say like i'll get rid of your collections if you like collecting certain things damn that's or good, even like dude. clothes like that's a big thing but fashion is um important like a lot like important at a deeper level for some people than it is for others so yeah oh. i'll admit that i have too much clothes and that's i have to keep purging like once a week i'm just gonna keep filling up a trash bag and just tossing it to, to Goodwill or something. Because there's still a lot of clothes. that I, I'm like looking at it right now. It's still irritating. Um, but the good thing is I still haven't bought... I haven't bought any clothes in a year. But um, yeah. anyways... I guess that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I think... Yeah. Let's, you want to close this out? All right. Yeah. This is the one essential thing that we have to do is thank our listeners and <laughs> get our essential review. <laughs> Shout out to JD... Like Brazilian barbecue in podcast form. Five stars. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Get rid of something today. And I'll see you next week, Wally. Not in person. Yeah, but, see, you, uh, see you next week, man. You have a this, good week. Guys, this is an essential part of... If we got rid of this <laughs> podcast, I'd be sad. So Yeah, that'd be pretty sad. This is pretty essential right now. Anyways, right. Just have a good one, guys. Thank you very much. Please write a review. It only takes... 15, 20, 30 seconds. You guys have a good one. See you guys next week. And I'm out. And (laughs) And cut. Cut.